This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you as the Raptors have suffered their first loss of the season, losing on the road by a score of 124 to 109. Uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks, to be honest, I'm kind of cheesed at this game just because, you know, it felt like the Raptors could have won. And, I mean, you, you go into this game, no Giannis for uh, the Bucks. You know, the Raptors didn't have Kawhi Leonard. And uh, OG Ananobi, um, you know, was away from the team for personal reasons. And, um, yeah, Fred Van Vliet still had his toe and thing. But you figure the Raptors, you know, given those circumstances, you should be able to keep it competitive. Um, and maybe you do want to be competitive with the team that is obviously off to a great start. They're playing great basketball. The Bucks. I mean, they showed it tonight, 124 points without their best player. But you figured that the Raptors would try to come out and put on uh, a good effort, and um, they didn't. Like, not at all. They just they didn't try. Like, they just defensively, they were shambles. Like, the Bucks scored over 30 for the first three quarters, and then the Raptors managed to lock down and play defense on the Bucks, who scored only 29 points in the fourth quarter. Man, talk about putting the clamps on a team. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know how you would stop a team with Malcolm Brogdon going to the basket every time. I don't know how you would stop, you know, Ersan Ilyasova. It's, it's just impossible to stop these guys. It's, it's not possible to stop Tony Snell, right? So, um, yeah, I mean disgusting, really disgusting defensive error from the Raptors. I mean, part of it was the Raptors couldn't hit any shots. And the one guy that's, uh, you know, um, emblematic of that tonight was Kyle Lowry going 0 for 9 from the three-point line. Uh, Kyle just didn't have it tonight, man. Like, at all. Like, at all. Even, and it's kind of encouraging that his numbers still look good. Like, when you see it, you're like, wow, 9 points, 6 rebounds, 15 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks? You're like, wow, that's not so bad. It was not good, man. <laughs> it was not a good game from Kyle Lowry. Like, the Bucks were just openly picking on him defensively. Like, Brogdon going right past him, going to the cup. Eric Bledsoe going right past him, going to the pup. Um, yeah, I mean, it was 
not a good not a good game from Kyle. I mean, he did have the assists, and the reason he had those assists was because he knew his shot wasn't going, and so he passed a lot to Serge, who was on fire. Um, set his Raptors high for, with 30 points tonight on 12 of 21 shooting with two threes and nine rebounds. Um, you know, his fran- his uh, career high is 31 points. He said that with OKC, but or no, I think he said that with Orlando actually. I'm not sure, but it was before the Raptors. But still, 30 points is as high for a Raptor. Um, Kyle Lowry did a great job of feeding Ibaka. I felt like Kyle maybe had like seven or eight of us uh, assists on Ibaka's buckets. I'm not exactly sure. I got to check the box score for that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Kyle didn't have it, right? And you look at it, no Kawhi, no Fred. Like, if Kyle doesn't have it, what are you really going to do, right? Like, you look at that Wizards game, the only reason the Raptors won that game was because Kyle was playing out of his mind. I think he had 28 that game. It was uh, incredible in the fourth quarter. Today, couldn't buy a bucket. Really, couldn't got buy a bucket. And, you know, you got to give some credit to the Bucks defense. I thought defensively they're very organized, just like offensively they're very organized. Turns out Mike Boonholzer is a pretty good coach. That's probably why the Raptors wanted to hire him. But still, uncharacteristic night from Kyle Harry. I mean, nine points. Give me flashbacks of the 2017 NBA playoffs. Anyway, um, yeah, without Kyle going, I mean, this team was just not going to cut it. And, like, Ibaka kind of kept him in early. He was on fire in the first quarter. He was on fire in the third quarter. Um, just just hot all around. I mean, he got, he got his offense in a myriad of ways. Um, honestly, he showed the whole package tonight, which I, I'm not sure. I knew he had this. You know, in his game, I didn't know he had so many, um, you know, uh, post moves for turnaround jumpers. And, um, you know, we knew he had the three, but like for him to hit two threes is nice this season. He hasn't been shooting it too well. Uh, The mid range shot was just completely locked in. We knew he could do that. Um, But even his finishing around the basket was really, really good. Uh, Aggressive for offensive rebounds as well. So Ibaka really had a scorer's mentality tonight. I think this is how Ibaka envisions every single game going for him. That's probably why he shoots so much. But, uh, Tonight, man, he was phenomenal. So, taking nothing away from Serge. And I thought defensively he was really good, too. So, you know, he gets the number one star for sure. And then Pascal gets the second star. Um, he, quite honestly, the numbers look good. He was pretty good offensively, 22 points and 10 to 16 shooting. He missed all four of his threes, but that's okay. He was unstoppable in the post. And he added eight rebounds, two assists, four steals, and a block. And yet, he was still minus 11 in large part because... Um, he just couldn't guard Ursan Ilyasova. It was really weird. I mean, Siak was a bit jumpy as a defender, and Ursan kind of baited him a couple of times and cut back door and popped open for three. But just, you know, he couldn't really guard Ilyasova. Like, he had, Ilyasova had 19 points on 8 of 12 shooting, right? And so, as much as Siakam did a really good job, you know, Ilyasova was able to sort of counter a lot. And, you know, I, having said that, you know, on a night when nobody was playing defense, I don't want to sing out Siakam. I mean, he did have four steals. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, at least on the positive side, I think Ibaka or, uh, Siakam in the post, he's just clearly has developed, um, uh, more, just, just more ways to score, right? Like, and it's like very unconventional ways. Like it, you could, he's almost making it up as he goes and they're very strange shots. Like he's in, he's in the post and they're sitting on his right hand, but then he like spins and contorts and then reaches out his arm and he flips it in still with his right. Like, you know, like you just don't see a lot of those shots. Most players probably just go to their left or, you know, try to do some other move. But Siakam's tenacious, and he, he really does get to the basketball. And uh, today he was really good offensively, man. 22 points. Um, a lot of that came in isolation, too, in the post as well. Like, um, 
it's just good to see. It's good to see. I think one thing that Siakam could probably do a little bit better now is that now that he's sort of establishing himself more and more as a scoring threat, I like to see him get to the line a little bit more often. And I guess that just comes with having a couple of fakes and being able to draw contact. Right now, Siakam is, um, I mean, playing the right way. I mean, you always want your you want you always want your 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 shooter to actually just you know go for the shot instead of trying to pump fake or something like that. But I think if he's going to play so much in the post, uh, it would really help his efficiency to get to the line a couple more times. And uh, you know. Uh, that was not happening for Pascal, but uh, still, a uh, really encouraging game. And it's nice to know that Pascal can score more when he gets more of the ball. Like, it, this game reminded me a lot of um, that last preseason game against the Pelicans that nobody got to see where uh, Pascal was just taking a right at Anthony Davis over and over and over again. And despite being blocked one or two times, I mean, he was still able to get his points um, on that night. So, good job by the Raptors starting bigs. I mean, you get 52 points from your starting bigs, usually you win, but the Raptors did not win. Did not. I mean, they got smacked, man. It was it was sad. Like I, I wrote like the entire ten things recap like in the fourth quarter. I didn't barely watch any of it because the Raptors were clearly going to lose. Like Kyle Lowry had nothing. No Kawhi Leonard, and we could talk. I mean, I've talked enough about Kawhi Leonard in the uh, Raptors weekly podcast. Which, by the way, in that in that podcast, I predicted the Raptors to go ten and zero to start the year, and then, so that meant winning against the Bucks, and clearly they didn't do that. So. That's uh, a little bit embarrassing, but still, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I I talked about that game, how, you know, or in that podcast, how, you know, it makes sense that you would rest Kawhi. It's just like a little bit disappointing um, that the Raptors weren't absolutely upfront about it. And maybe things changed and who knows, but talking a shoot around or after practice on uh, Sunday, you know, Nick Nurse was talking about, you know, yeah, we're going to play Kawhi both ends of the back-to-back. Why not? It's like two games in six days. And then the next day, it's like, well, we can't play Kawhi because, you know, we, we want to save him two flights over the course of this back-to-back. It's like, all right, cool. But, I mean, whatever. If you want to ease him in, you can ease him in. That's fine. I mean, it's a little bit weird easing him in and you're playing him like 36 minutes a game. But still, um, all right, cool. But it's just, yeah, it was just a little bit disappointing. But, you know, it was more disappointing that the Raptors couldn't you know, have their best players against the Bucks' best players, but then the two teams' best players both didn't play, and the Bucks still crushed the Raptors. So I guess that's a bigger disappointment. But um, in terms of the rest of the guys, Norm, I think it was solid um, defensively. I thought he was a little bit foul prone, and um, you know, when Lowry started, just it, when it was abundantly clear that Lowry couldn't do anything defensively tonight, like um, Norm had to take on some of the more difficult assignments, and he wasn't really able to do it. Like Brogdon, Bledsoe driving past him as well, but. Norm hit two corner threes and hit two free throws and had three assists in 27 minutes. The bar is very low for Norm, so I'm going to say that's a good game for him, even though it's objectively not a good game for most starters, but it's going to lower the bar for him. I thought uh, Danny Green actually did a pretty good job defensive against uh, Chris Middleton. Middleton started popping free for a couple of jumpers late in the fourth quarter, um, and that was against other players, though. It was against like CJ Miles and stuff like that. Like I thought Danny Green played Chris Middleton really well defensively. And the Raptors were able to, you know, match up with the Bucks in a playoff series, which at this point I do not want to see happen. But if they were to do that, then I would be pretty comfortable with Danny Green against Middleton. I think that actually is a pretty good matchup. Um, Green is just very smart, and he, he knows how to position himself to deny the three-pointer and then also not bite on the, the pump fakes. Middleton does a little bit of DeMar stuff in the mid-range where he's trying to, like, bait for calls, and um, Danny Green wasn't having it, so... Good game from Danny, but, I mean, it's it's like eight points in 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, Danny Green's going to help you win a game, but he's – like, he's he's, he's going to help you when you're when you're 
playing well and your stars are playing well, but he's not going to swing the game for you when, you know, when, when they're not. So, you know, he's a role player. It is what it is. Um, and then off the bench, I mean, JV was really, really, really poor. Um, he only played 13 minutes, but, uh, that's kind of because he just couldn't do anything. Like it was really tough watching him. Like he was, um, stymied by Brooke Lopez a lot. And then just defensively really exploited by the Bucks who kept driving at him. There's one play where Brogdon was going right to the rim and it was clear that Brogdon was going to the rim and JV just couldn't even leave his feet. He was right under the basket. He couldn't contest a shot. It was hard to watch, to be honest. And then JV also wasn't doing much offensively to make up for it. Um, he came alive just a tiny bit in, toward, in the second half, but mostly 10 points on 3 of 10 shooting is not very impressive with only 3 rebounds. Um, but then again, he did play 13 minutes. So, you know, you can't blame that too much, but he was a minus 21. Uh, that wasn't the worst plus minus on the night. That was CJ Miles, who was minus 25 in 19 minutes. Um, the GoDaddy curse is very real. 1 for 7 from the 3-point line tonight. One rebound, you know, it's tough. It's tough for CJ Miles. It's been really, really tough. Um, I think we all really wanted to believe that uh, he had shed the uh, paternity weight and, um, you know, he was going to come into this season refreshed and ready to fight for minutes uh, despite having a lot more competition on the wing. And he's done the exact opposite. He's looked kind of worse than ever, man. I mean, he's 4 for. um no, sorry, he's 5 for 23 on the season now from deep. And as we saw last year, if CJ Miles is not hitting threes, he's not doing anything for you. Like, this year, he's kind of done some other stuff to try to, like, maybe make up for the gap. Like, in previous games, he's been, you know, trying to poach for offensive rebounds, came through with an occasional dunk, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, ooh, look at CJ doing this. At least he's not completely terrible. Tonight, he didn't do any of the extra stuff, and he didn't hit the threes. So, it's been rough for him. It's been rough for him. DeLon, uh, I don't want to judge him too soon, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. He's been injured all year, and he came in tonight, played 13 minutes, and was not very good. Like, um, one thing I've noticed with DeLon right now is that he's not really done a good job setting up the offense even. Like, you know, it's just uh, – I'm not going to judge DeLon until he's he's better. But right now, it's it's not been the greatest season for him, obviously, between the injuries and the poor performance. Again, he's only played like 18 minutes on the year so far. So, you know, it is what it is. But it's been tough. It's been tough. You haven't noticed him at all for those uh, – for those minutes. And then, yeah, you got Lorenzo Brown chipping in with five points on two of nine shooting. I mean, damn. It was, a, yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, that Mavericks game was fun, but, you know, that was, that's kind of an outlier. That's not the norm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the three stars, I already said Ibaka, Siakam. And if I had to give one, I'm, I'm going to stretch it out real far and give it to Danny Green, but it, it was not a good night all around for the Raptors, who, I mean, defensively, that's the part that was really. Like, they just didn't play with any energy, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, does Milwaukee have, like, a great bar scene, like, where they all hopped up on beer and cheese all night? Like, that's how they played. Like, they were very lethargic, right? Um, You know, the Bucks. I mean, 45 three-point attempts. They've been throwing those up like crazy. Uh, they hit 19, which is a franchise record for them. And they just generally got a whole ton of shots. I mean, the Raptors just did not do a good job defensively. It was... I thought they were pressing up too high on the and on the the Bucks guards and getting blown past. And then for their big men who can actually shoot, Raptors weren't getting out and contesting very well uh, against the guys like Thon Maker, who you know always kills the Raptors today. Eleven points, <laughs> which is it's not killing anybody with eleven points, but 
Five makers a guy that averages like two points a game, so 11 is actually a lot for him. Tony Snell, 11 points. A plus 20 in 16 minutes. Jesus Christ, four or five from the field, three or three from deep. I mean, you hate to see that. But, of course, the Joe Henderson Award. I mean, this, uh, Maker and Snell are very worthy candidates. I thought they played great tonight. Uh, but that has to go to Ursan Silva, man. The uh, the fourth uh, Franco brother came out, came through with eight for 12 shooting, three of six from deep, 10 rebounds, two assists for 19 points in 24 minutes. Ursan Silva has been in the NBA since, like, 2000 and, like, Nine? He's been in the league for a very long time. There was like a weird dispute about his age at one point, but he's honestly lasted for a long time and quite honestly played at the same level basically for his whole career. I mean, he's been a real solid player. I remember really wanting him on the Raptors at one point, but yeah, I mean, he was, uh, he had his best game of the season and he's been torching the Raptors basically his entire career and um, he did it again, man. He did it again. Look, I, it's, I sound sad, but like, oh, he's been playing since 2006. Wow. Jeez, he he looks still looks very young. He, he says he's thirty one. That's that's wild. He's been playing since since two thousand and six, and he's thirty one. Okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I know it sounds kind of sad, but it was just kind of depressing. You know what I mean? Like you just had a lot of high expectations going into this game, and then the stars don't play. But you're like, well, that evens itself out. You still want to see how the Raptors match up against the Bucks, and then the Raptors just kind of no showed the whole thing. So disappointing but um the raptors will get another chance to redeem themselves tomorrow uh against the philadelphia 76ers where you would assume Kawhi leonard plays uh, the sixers are coming off the second half of back-to-back as well they are um they beat the atlanta hawks by a score of 113 to 92 which is nice to see i mean you got to beat the hawks uh they, they they were pretty close i was actually watching the first uh, half of that game um, but then in the third quarter, the Sixers outscored them 31-13, to and that kind of decided the game. But, uh, oh, my man, Torian Prince, five points, huh? Mm, tough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Sixers, uh, they're not really finding their mojo. They're kind of just, like, you know, still working in that Markel Fultz situation. But uh, Fultz did break out a little bit tonight with 16 points, although against the Hawks. So, you know, I don't really count that. But still, I mean... If the Raptors play the, 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 the Raptors played like they did tonight uh, against the Sixers, I think that's another loss. I'm I'm serious. Like the Raptors have to bring more defensive effort with or without Kawhi. Of course, when you bring Kawhi, you probably have better defensive effort. So um, I'm still sticking by that as a win. But this game was a little bit weird against the Bucks. It's kind of weird. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the next time they play each other uh, because I'm a little bit concerned about this Bucks team. I think we should all be. You know, we we saw why tonight. So yeah, that does it for the podcast. Um, I'll speak to you guys after tomorrow's game. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bowlandbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com today. See site for details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. 
So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.